Hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 68. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And we are live after all those issues we were having last week. We are actually up and running and live. So this is a live episode. People can join in. I'm going to share it from my own Facebook page as well so people can, as many people as possible can listen in or as few as people as possible. That's absolutely fine as well. Um, what do you think, I don't, want, I don't want to tempt fate or anything, Jimbo, but uh, you say we're back live after all the issues we had last time. <laughs> we've, only, we've only just started recording this and we've got probably another... 70, 80, maybe even 90 minutes to go. We're not quite out of the woods yet. Well, just, say, just saying alone that, you know, we've got like 70, 80, 90 minutes to go is already going to make people not want to listen. So, anyway. No, no not listen. Watch. Watch, watch, watch now. Watch it live. Watch. All, yeah. <laughs> Although, obviously, we will still have some audio listeners, and you're more than welcome to continue listening. We hope you enjoy this, maybe on the commute, or perhaps as you're just relaxing in the bath, or using this maybe to try and get to sleep, so... Please enjoy it in whatever format you're either watching or listening. Exactly. People do use it for all sorts of different reasons, don't they? Um, yeah, you know? just normal stuff. Especially in the bath, apparently. It's our, uh, it's our tones that people tend to like. don't know if it's more mine or yours. Not sure. Write um, to us. Move, at, um... <laughs> move on. What's, what's a, Jimbo, please can you tell us the subtitle of this episode and, and change the subject. The, the subtitle of this episode is Football's COVID Home. Are you ready? Or COVID Sorry. home. I keep calling it COVID, but I think it's supposed to be said COVID, isn't it? I say Yorkshire, uh, I think. I think, yeah, I always pronounce it COVID. It's supposed to COVID. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a COVID. Pe- but I, I recorded this with COVID to make sure that we uh, appealed to the masses. Are you ready? Uh, which, which version is this? Is this the original version or Football's COVID home, 98? <laughs> Football's COVID home. It's COVID home. It's COVID home. It's COVID Football's COVID home. It's COVID home. It's COVID home. It's COVID. Football's COVID home. And that's. So it is back, back on our screens. The fans all watch on streams. There's no mascots, there's no crowd. And it's a bit strange. Five substitutes, top four breaks, fake crowd noise, can't celebrate goals and sterilise balls. Jim Riddle football shirts, empty stadium seating, but it could be worse. You could be watching Reading. So I, I couldn't think of any other football clubs that, that kind of rhymed with seating. Seating, Reading, it was the closest I could get, you know. But who's to say that Reading, why, why is it pronounced Reading and not Reading? Because that's how it's written. Um, is that just because well, it's no idea. not? Yeah, uh, I'm sure we can try and find that out for the next episode. We could do, we could do. It's a bit strange, I think we'll probably cover football being back later on in the episode, won't we? We will, yeah. yeah. So um, what have you been up to anyway, Jimba? What have I been up to? I have been basically trying to get this working, get this up and running. That's been the main sort of thing. The main reason I want to do it is because it saves me a lot of time. It saves me all... It, it used to take hours and hours to sort of sort out the video afterwards and make sure the audio was all in sync and everything like that. Um, it didn't take your hours, though, did it? It took a while to extract. I mean, you didn't actually manually sit there like yes, a wine, some kind of type log. Have you ever like tried that? to sync up audio, Skype audio? Because what... Anyway, the, it's too technical for the, for people to have to listen to, but, but Skype does something where it tries to make you match because there's obviously that slight delay in it. And then it means that it looks weird, and I try and put different audio on. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, what about you, Fisher? What have you been up to? 
Nah, not much really, to be fair. I, I've probably not even got any form of entertaining story. Um, obviously, I never do have an entertaining story, but I've not even got anything that I think might be entertaining. So we go live and you've got no entertaining stories for us. I've been playing golf, pretty much, is, is what did, I've been doing quite a lot of. Did you, en- that. Did you enjoy your father's day? Um, With yeah, your dad? I went to go see my dad. Yeah. How how is he? Was he okay? Did you did um is, did he get any sort of gifts from Schweppes or anything like that? No, no he... nothing from Schweppes. He's retired from there now. So yeah, there's a lot, lot of staff there who still see him as a father figure. Uh, yeah, yeah, just inundated with bottles of lemonade and um, well, tonic water. Yeah, they make much else Schweppes, bitter lemon. Yeah, very very calm um, person your dad isn't he? But you know, get him angry, he'll get all shook up, and you know. <laughs> yeah. We did actually we did actually play we played golf together, me and him. Possibly, I think. Very, very rare that we actually play together as a, as a little team. Because when you play golf, if you're playing in a group of four, you tend to have a team of two against a team of two. Um, and we played against two of his friends. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just so good sort of doing things like alongside your dad and kind of like sharing those times and moments together. And wouldn't it have been great if we could have got a win? How did it you do? It would have been great, wouldn't it? Oh, we got absolutely stuffed. We lost We lost five and seven. Was that, down to, was that more down to you or would you say it was down to... Um... Other people. I didn't particularly, I didn't particularly play very well, uh, but the two people we were playing against did, did actually play quite well. But losing five and seven, so that means that with five holds to go of the eighteen, the game was already over and we'd lost by seven holes. <laughs> so that's that's a very very bad loss. I mean, with, at the, with five holes to go, if we'd have won that, then we might have still been able to go, but we didn't. We lost, so we went even further down, which is a very very frustrating uh, result to have. I think probably what are you doing? <laughs> I dropped my phone. I just realised I'd, I'd shared I'd shared our stream. Um, you know, so other people could watch it, but only with you because we've been testing. So, <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> but everybody can see. See, everyone should be able to see it, and they should be up and running. Um, from our main page, they should have. But I thought I'd share it with my own friends as well. You know. Anyway, uh, do you want? Do we need to give anyone any shout outs or anything at this stage, or just absolutely not? Well, why, why we don't have to. We don't have to give anyone a shout out. It's our discretion as to whether we do or don't give anyone a shout out. There might be. I'm sure. Some... We've, I'm sure we've got new people watching or listening to this. All the time, and and we know that because we know there's a, a podcast somewhere in Sheffield that seems to be nicking our ideas. But never mind. There is. Do you want to um, do you want to mention it now? So should uh, we do it while we, before we move on? We'll not mention the podcast by name, but no. we'll, uh, we, we are aware of another podcast that seems to be doing very similar to us. It's a good podcast, and they've got a very uh, yeah. you know it's a it's a particular podcast, so it's, it's aimed at certain people who like a certain thing. Um, mm-hmm. But when we started up, um, we we started slightly before them. And uh, we, we, you know, we, we have a little feature at the start of our podcast, which we'll be doing next. And then they quickly set up their own little podcast doing something very similar, but mainly as their whole podcast, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. It's, it's, it's really good, actually. I've watched it a few times. But then when we started doing video, they shortly followed with video. When, they start, when we started doing the live stream, they shortly followed with the live stream. Uh, so what we're suggesting, Fisher, is what we're going to do is we are going to do next week's episode naked. Yeah, absolutely. Or in a bath of beans or something like that. Yep. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll tell, you, tell you what, tell you what, rival podcast, why don't you beat us to it? <laughs> That's a think, good idea. Do you, know, then, do, you think then, do you think we'll fall for it? Do you think we'll fall for it? Probably not, no. Yeah, no. Well, never mind. Yeah. Well, so, should, we, uh, should we have a beer anyway? We're drinking to a beer. Yeah. <laughs> So I've gone for, and this is quite good because it works with what it kind of links to what's gone off with the recent news and so on, uh, with the government and their app thing that's been a bit of a failure, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. Um, yeah. Trackdown is my beer, and it is a it's from the 
Ulchti Brewing Co. I can't even say it. I mean, how would you pronounce that? Is it going to come up on the, like a mirror? Different... Uh, I, I don't know because uh, on my screen I've got a picture of me obscuring it. But, uh... <laughs> Yul... Is it it's, it's... Yultige? Yeah, U-I-L-T-J-E Brewing Co. But anyway. Uh, I don't know. Are you sure you got the uh, can the right way up? I have. <laughs> I've just never seen a spelling like that before. It's a juicy pale ale. I'm trying to find where it's brewed for you. Um, but anyway, if you hold on, here we go. Oh, it's from the Netherlands. That makes All sense. Right. That might make sense. It's Dutch, double Dutch. Um, anyway, yeah. So in in Har Harlem, the Netherlands. Harlem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, there's a place called Harlem in the Netherlands. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's too far from Amsterdam. Um, not to be confused with the place in America where the Globetrotters come from, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's such a place does exist. I've I've seen it uh, mentioned uh, when I've been in in the Netherlands myself. I've just we just had a message in come from uh, Stephen Merritt who said, "Are you sitting on your new chair, James?" Yes, Stephen, I am. Please don't say any more about it because it's going to feature in my next little thing for Fisher. So don't right. say any more about it. <laughs> Okay, um, go for it. Uh, Steve, what, go on then. Stephen Merrick could get in and uh, answer the question for me on my behalf. He could, much he could, to, could do, yeah, it's a top secret. Show and tell item. Uh, what have you got, yes. Fisher? Uh, I've got some, I've, I've got, as, as part of this uh, ongoing thing that I'm doing, which is drinking all of the beer that I've currently still got in my house, um, I've got some Tuborg uh, lager, I think from Denmark, uh, brewed by the same people who brewed Carlsberg, um, who I think are called Carlsberg. Um, okay. So I think this is Danish Danish lager. Uh, it's got quite an interesting little ring pull on the top of it, which I'm going to try and take off. It's, instead of just having a um, bottle opener, I have a, a ring pull there that I can rip off. Uh, I'm going to try and do that live on air, and I'm about to cover myself in lager. So here we go. <laughs> is that oh, what Grolsch have? No, it's a swing top, isn't it? The oh, Grolsch have. So what's this oh, one again? Um, oh, a twist top. some kind of plastic ring pull thing that right, seals okay. it. It pull off, so there is no requirement to have a bottle opener. Yeah. But it's, not, it's not very sharp as well, which is probably quite good. Well, and I've actually managed to open it, which is which is more than impressive. Well, there you go. Cheers, Fisher. Okay, here we go then. Cheers, you, man. Okay, so uh, my question then uh, for you is, is my, well, it's, it's my feature. It's a show and tell feature. So each week, uh, for those listening um, and watching, we bring in a different item, don't we? Take it in turns and we bring in a different item. You sometimes wear an item of clothing. Um, I've brought some weird items in and my old cuddly toy and all sorts of different things over the last few weeks. And we ask each other, uh, we give each other a reason as to where this item's come from or the story behind it. And then the other one has got to try and guess which is the real reason and which is the fake reason. So which is the truth, which is the lie. So I'm going to publish this uh, so that people can take part in it. And what I've got today is a new chair. I don't know if you're able to see it on my screen. Um, yeah. Do you want me to try and demonstrate? Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it, yeah. You open everything. I pre- I'm presuming you're going to spin it around. Oh, it's got, it's yeah. got arms. That's, that's nice, that. It's a very nice chair. Very nice. Yeah. It's like a leathery sort of cream colour. So I've got a new chair. Because um, the one before... I'd sort of stolen from work. Not stolen, Wait, when, not oh, stolen, not stolen, mm-hmm. borrowed for lockdown, okay? Um, when, you, when you say it's a leathery cream colour, do you mean it's a cream colour? Yeah. Because <laughs> surely leathery is not a type of colour, is it? No, but it, it's a leathery material and it's cream, yeah, okay. okay? So, where did I get it from? Two possible reasons. First of all, it's from a dear old lady. 
Uh, number two, it was found dumped down the side of um, where I live here. Um, and it was there a while, and I kept keeping my eye on it, thinking, I want that chair. Anyway, I'm gonna, you, can, you can ask me and find out a little bit more about each one to find out okay. what you think the answer is. So, um, my first question is, Stephen Merritt, please you comment on this and tell me what the answer is. Uh, no, no, no down, don't do that. you ruin do it. That. That'd, be, that'd be ruin it for not just me and Jimbo, but for all the, all the viewers and listeners that we've got. Uh, so, the dear old lady who you got it from... Uh, how did you meet this dear old lady? Was she selling the chair? Did you steal it from her? The, de- the dear old lady, the, the dear old lady, um, is sadly no longer with us, unfortunately. Um, but she is uh, a great aunt of mine. I don't mean as in she was great. I mean she was a great aunt, but she was also great as well. Was she an actual aunt, or is just a friend of your mum's who was quite close who you called aunt? No, she was. Uh, she was. She was a, 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 a. She was an aunt. A great, yeah, related great auntie. Okay. Uh, what was the name? Brenda. Okay. More commonly known as Auntie Brenda? Yes, Auntie Brenda. Okay, is it mum or dad's side? Mum's side. Okay. Um, so, I, I, I don't want to have to ask the question, but whenabouts did Brenda sadly pass away? Uh, I think it was a, about six weeks ago. Okay. Um, I'm sorry for you, sorry to hear of your loss. I'm surprised you never told me about it at the time. Um, I like to keep things to myself. Exactly. Well, I mean, obviously, we are quite close friends, but obviously not, not quite that close, clearly. Um <laughs> So, um, I'm very sorry to have lost. You, you know, and you can ask him more about the chair if you like. I mean, you know, she had this beautiful chair. What was her thoughts in terms of that chair? Was it a computer chair? Was it sort of a chair she had in the living room? Was it? Well, she never. I don't. I, as far as I'm aware, she never used a computer. Well, what she got that chair for then? Apparently, she used to wheel herself around in the kitchen on it. Oh, okay. Making food and such. Quite dangerous, that isn't it? If she's using sort of uh, kitchen objects, sort of knives and that sort of stuff to, to make food, and she's wheeling around on a chair. Which brings me on to why she's sadly not with us, and it now I'm only <laughs> joking. Um, okay, so that's that's obviously one option. The other option is that um, you kind of just got it from the alleyway near your house. So, how long had it been there for before you decided to? Take it into your house. Well, there's there's been numerous chairs there, and there's been lots of like tables and stuff. Ne- next door, there is a an advice centre, and there's a lot of like, um, there's there's a lot of what do you call it, like um, charity shops and things like that around here that kind of sell bits of jumble and stuff like that. So I I saw it and I had my eyes on it for weeks, and I kept thinking it, it looks good, Dan. It looks better than mine, and it doesn't seem like. And it was you know it was getting a bit wet as well because you know it was, it's been raining a little bit every now and again. Um, so it, it was kind of partly sheltered, but obviously I didn't want to leave it outside for long. And um, so I just I just took it, and I'm waiting to see if anybody comes from you know the next door, the advice centre where it, I found it, sort of down the side, just to ask was I okay to take it. Do you think anyone sort of took the chair into the advice centre and said, uh, "I've had this terrible experience <laughs> with this chair, I want to bring it back"? What's, what's my advice in terms of getting some consumer-related um, assistance on this because it's caused me various ergonomic problems of back hurting because of it. Um, so when when you said obviously that you didn't want to leave it outside, are you aware that it's not really your decision to make if it's not your chair? Uh, what to take the chair? Well, to leave it outside or not? Well, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, they, somebody must have been doing a clear out, and it was me who saw it, and I thought I could, I could, I could benefit from the benefits of this chair. Okay. When you walk past a skip, do you start taking things out of it? If, if you well, if, there's, if, if there was a nice chair in there, I might have done. Yeah. We don't need one. We've already got one. We're talking about. <laughs> um, so, do you think that it matches in with the rest of your house and it's got a nice colour scheme? Is it the kind of chair you were looking for anyway? 
uh, I wanted a new chair, and this has got arms on it, and I've never, you know, whenever in the office at work, some, you know, it's never me that lands that chair with the arms on it, the comfy chair. I always get the old one that's been passed down through various members of staff who never, never stayed long enough to have, to have their own, you know, proper, proper good chair. Well, why, why don't you just go into the alleyway next to your office and see whether <laughs> there's some decent chairs in there, then? Well, this is something I'll do in future. Yeah. So, I don't know, do we want to get back to um, your auntie? Sorry, what was her name again? Brenda. Brenda, okay. All right, you've remembered. Well done. Um, so, uh, well, was, was it coronavirus-related, her uh, passing six weeks ago? It, it wasn't. Um, it, it wasn't, um, but... It was obviously really sad. It wasn't, um, but obviously because of the circumstances of coronavirus, it meant that um, it was quite hard for her to get visitors and things like that um, yeah. before, unfortunately. Um, well, so it's very very sad to hear, you know, if, if it's true. Um, and if it's not true, then, well, that's a terrible thing to make up, really, isn't it? Uh, Unless so, I'd made the person up. Oh, sorry? Unless I'd made the person up. I should made the person up, yeah. Yeah, it might be a bit bad if if you if you do have an auntie Brenda and she's watching this. Uh, the story is that she's sadly passed away. She'd be like, what? What's she? Why is she saying that for? She did like Facebook. Really? If Brenda's a real person or was a real person, she did like Facebook. She was, although she didn't use a computer, I don't think very much. She was a a Facebook user. Okay. Um, so obviously, when she commented on things on Facebook, was her spelling absolutely terrible? Because well, I just sort of that's that's the way. Sort of uh, in, without wanting to generalise all older people and mums and grandmas and stuff. Um, it just seems to be a bit of a slight thing that maybe kind of getting your, your writing absolutely spot on and correct doesn't necessarily always flow through to the older generation. <laughs> no, I, I think I think they're uh, I, th- I think that I think the spelling's good. I think it's the the the, the finding oh, the type, finding yeah. the space bar, isn't it? Like like yeah. I remember, I'm sure it was my, I'm sure it was my dad um, used to put full stops in instead of spaces when he couldn't <laughs> find it. I'm, I'm, it can't be my dad because my dad's pretty good at it anyway. Some somebody I know did that anyway. Okay. So is it time for a decision? Yeah, let's go for it. Go on. What are you going, what are you going for? Have people voted on this on Facebook? Or? Yeah, well, it's it's 50-50. We haven't had many votes, to be honest with you, so I can't help you out here. It's just 50-50. Um, I don't want to I don't want to kind of big things up too much, but uh, Stephen Merritt, he says, Fisher, you are one cool dude. So obviously, quite clearly, he's never met me. <laughs> um, so I think I would say that, do I think you would make up a relative who sadly passed away? I, I don't know. I think you might have taken this from an alleyway near your house. Every time you, I do really well at this. I'm really, I'm really good on it to telling little porkies like that. So yeah, this is actually uh, from my auntie Brenda, great auntie Brenda. So thank you for your chair, great auntie Brenda. I'm using it and thinking of you. Um, and yeah, she was a big Facebook fan, so she'd always keep up with things on Facebook within the family and stuff like that as well. Um, but yeah, there you go. That is the truth. Um, did you enjoy that, Fisher? Uh, well, I didn't enjoy the fact that one of your relatives who just died now. Um, but I did enjoy the round, yes. So, uh, sorry to hear you lost Jimbo, and uh, kind of all the best, Auntie Brenda. When did you last check your balls? When did you last go outside for a quiet rummage and a rearrange? Thieves are operating in the area, and are particularly targeting garden sheds for balls of all varieties. Tennis balls, cricket balls, footballs, rugby eggs, and even head balls. Although Yvette Cooper's shed is now highly surveillanced. So remember, to check your balls regularly. Keep them secure. And if you're into badminton, check your cocks too. (laughs) 
so uh, you've got a little. Oh, we need an apology, don't we? First of all, we, have we got an apology to make? Um, yeah, should we apologise to? Hang on, you, you put something down on apology of the week, haven't you? I thought you put it. Uh, no, I think it was the fact that we told people that we were live twice last week and we failed. Oh, right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, true, we had two ab- abandoned attempts at uh, doing the live podcast. Well, they've got us now, haven't they? So, and no yeah. one bothered. So, <laughs> I think I've got another apology later on, but I think we'll cover it when we uh, when we actually talk about the new story itself. Okay. Right. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, you've got something for us, though, haven't you? Well, football's back on. And I think about oh, two months ago, maybe, uh, I did a quiz about sort of owners of premiership football teams uh so i thought i would do another one because to be fair they give you quite a lot of material i couldn't really think of anything else as well so i thought with the football being back on let's let's do some more questions about the owners of various football teams uh to be fair i've actually only um stuck around uh four teams on this one there's a couple of questions per team um so are we ready to go yeah let's go and listeners uh, viewers, if you want to play along and see how many you can get. Now, bearing in mind, last week, how many questions you've got? Right. Sorry. last uh, I've got 10 again. Last week, we did uh, 10 questions, and you got the first one wrong, which is sort of normally quite typical for yourself. You know, yep. that with a lot more wrong answers, but you got the next nine correct. Exactly. So, well so I got gonna... nine out of 10 last week. So the, the challenge is to our uh, viewers and listeners, can you score more than me in Fisher's uh, football owners quiz? Let's go. But also, yeah. from your point of view, Jimbo, I would I would say that your um, your nine answers correct on the trot is still ongoing. So if you get the first five or six right, then oh, you, well. it could be a run of 15, 16, yeah. or 14, 15, 16, whatever it is. So we'll see how long you can keep your run going for, if that's okay. I think I'm going to fail at the first hurdle here, but anyway. Well, let's let's see. So uh, I think I've gone off screen, by the way. On the uh, you, you go ahead and ask questions, and I'll uh, I'll sort myself out, because I've, I've vanished. All right, okay. Um, I don't know. I'm not actually watching it. So... Uh, Everton chair, or former Everton chairman Bill Kenwright. Are you familiar with the name at all? Yes, I am. Uh, used to uh, be the chairman, I think, owner of Everton. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his involvement, or what did he do prior to uh, being involved at Everton? Was he in the Merseybeat band, The Searchers, who had three number ones in the 1960s? He then worked as a concert promoter. Or was he an actor who played a part in Coronation Street during the 1960s, and he was later a theatre producer? So he was either a, 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 a performer? A, a mu- musician uh, in a Mersey Beat band and then worked as a concert promoter, so sort of stayed in the music industry. Or was he an actor uh, who was in Coronation Street and then later a theatre producer? So I suppose uh, the question is, was he an actor or a musician? And which, which football club was this again, sorry? Uh, this was at Everton. Everton. Bill Kenwright. Uh, I, I, I seem to think I, I might have heard of this one. And I think it might have been... Coronation Street, I think, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, so I'm gonna, but I'm gonna go with that. Coronation Street, you'll be correct. Well done. The run is continuing. Yeah. Uh, I was quite impressed with this because I, I didn't know that, I didn't really know much about him. But apparently, he, yeah, was in Coronation Street. Can't remember the name of the character he played off the top of my head. But more recently, probably the, the most recent um, interaction people would have had or seen him on television was. Do you remember, sort of probably about 10 years ago, Graham Norton used to present a few programmes for the BBC where they used to try and find new stars for various musicals? So they tried to get someone to play the lead part in Sound of Music. Oh, and yeah. Someone, uh, I think that's someone trying to get the lead role in Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dreamcoat and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. He was a judge on, I think, the Joseph and the Technical Dreamcoat show. Mm. He was one of the judges on that, apparently. Right. Bill, Bill Kenwright, owner of Everton. Oh, and by the way, he's a theatre producer, so that's what he's doing on it. That'd be a great way to find a new football club owner. 
It could be, yeah. Be a lot better than some of the ones we've had in the past, no doubt. Graham Norton, how do you solve a problem like Newcastle United or something <laughs> like that? Uh, and then get and then get every get get all the owners together, and if they make if they do a good song, or you know something like that, then they they uh, they win they win Newcastle United. And tell you what, like we mentioned, one of those big mugs from Sports Direct. Yeah, of course. Can you imagine that though, if they tried to change the kit that they wore to the amazing Technical Dream coat that oh, uh, yeah. Joseph wears? I mean, that that wouldn't go down well with the fans, would it? It wouldn't. No. Um, sorry, staying on Everton, former Everton shareholder John Woods. What did he do during the nineteen eighties? Was he a Channel 4 executive Channel Four executive, and he helped to create Brookside, or did he create a software company which helped to create Donkey Kong? So you're saying Everton again here? Everton again, yeah. Oh, so I'm, 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 sorry, I'm, I'm, saying on, I'm doing a few questions on each team. So he's a di- one of the directors at Everton? Uh, he's a former shareholder of Everton and former board member as so, well. So that could link, you know, the sort of TV industry thing, it could link in with, uh, say, Bill Kenwright, did you say? Uh, Bill Kenwright, yeah. So it could link in there? So that that make, do, yeah. it would make sense for me to go to, for that answer because it sounds like there could have been some sort of connection between them there. But I'm not going to do that because I think you might have thrown that in there to trick me. So I'm going to go for the other one and that he was involved in the creation of Donkey Kong. I think you might be overestimating quite how clever I am. <laughs> and also, there is a difference between sort of director of a company and TV director as well, I would like to add. Yeah, but you know um, what I mean? Like working in the TV industry together. That's yeah. how they might have, you know... So you think he helped create Donkey Kong? I'm going to go with that one. Well done, you'll be correct. <laughs> 11 on the trot. Two out of two so far in this one. Okay, so current owner is Fahad Moshi. What has he done to raise money? Has he sold the next 10 years worth of season ticket income to an external investor, even though they've not sold those season tickets yet? Or has he sold the naming rights to Everton's proposed new stadium, even though they haven't actually got the stadium yet? Um, I think... So tell me the first one again. He sold the next t- 10 years' worth of season ticket income. I, th- I think so he... if anyone buys a season ticket in the next 10 years, the money just goes to this new investor and he's given a load of money to Everton. There's a lot right. of football clubs doing things a bit similar to that. I know Sheffield Wednesday are trying to raise a lot of money up, up front by doing a, like long-term season ticket, um, sort of like you know 10-year season tickets and things like that. Um, no, no one. There is no one I know who deserves a ten-year season <laughs> ticket for Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, I know, I know, we're trying to get tough on sort of crime and punishment, but that just is not fair. Um, I mean, I was thinking this the other day, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's fine. I won't say it. I was thinking about the cardboard cutouts at uh, on 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 the Sheffield Wednesday game because they had cardboard cutouts in the crowd, and like some of the foreign yeah. things had, and uh, some foreign teams did. And I was wondering whether they'd sort of charge them for a, a pie and a <laughs> Pioneer program and stuff like that. I don't know, but anyway, that's a bit of a Sheffield Wednesday joke. Uh, l- let's go with the. I think it's going to be the season ticket one. Jimbo, the run has ended. Oh. So he sold the naming rights to the stadium, but they don't even have the stadium yet. It's not even. They, been... don't, have the, they don't have the stadium, but for thirty million pounds, he has sold the naming rights to his former business partner. Has it even started to be constructed yet? I don't think so. I think he's down at Barton Dock um, in Liverpool. And so I think they've got planning permission for it. I think they're aiming to be moving there in about three years' time. Okay. And apparently to in a, in, a, in, a, in something that is completely legitimate and not just a way to get around the financial fair play rules that you have in football, um, it just happens to raise £30 million from his former business partner who used to own shares in Arsenal um, to rename a stadium that hasn't been built yet. Right, fair allegedly. enough. Um, so nothing wrong with that. 
all above board, and, and I'm sure you'll agree. So that's just uh, that's two out of three now, then. Two out of three so far. So Leicester City, whilst taking over Leicester City in 2011, what other title did Vichy Suridina Para also have? Not quite sure on the pronunciation of his name there. Was he also the president of the London-based polo club, the Ham Polo Club, or is he a very keen Mahjong player and was president of the UK's Mahjong Association? So is this the the owner uh, who's sadly no longer with us, or is it his son? Uh, it's the owner who's sadly no longer with us who died in a helicopter mm. crash um, a few years ago. So what 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 was the sport that you mentioned, or what the polo? Uh, the polo, but what the second so, one was? He's a uh, Mahjong. What's Mahjong? Um, it's that game, isn't it? That's uh, the, I think it's a popular Chinese game. Don't you? Don't you have sort of loads of triangles on the board, and you put your counter on the triangle? I, I don't really know how you play it. I've seen them. I know people talk about it every now and again. Popular quiz question, isn't it mahjong. Well, he's a he's a feature for the next few weeks. Then we're gonna have a, yeah. try and have a game of mahjong or do a quiz yeah. about mahjong. Um, and okay, I I think it might be. I think it might be the polo one. I think he was in, somehow involved in a polo team. A keen polo player. Yeah. Uh, well done. You will be correct. Three out of four. Yeah, good stuff. Um, do you know you can only play polo right-handed? Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, right, as you say. Um, <laughs> because otherwise, if you were, if one person played right-handed and one person played left-handed, because you sat on the horse, mm. and if you keep the mallet to your right-hand side, if you're kind of going for the same ball, you're okay, because everyone's playing right-handed. Mm. If you were playing, if one person was playing right-handed and the other person playing left-handed, you come up against... As you were going for the ball together, two horses just crash into each other. So you've got to be right-handed to play polo. You've got to play. No, got, you know, you've not got to be right-handed, but you've got to play right-handed. So if you started play, you, 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 you're arguably disadvantaged if you start playing polo, like, and you are a left, a, a, generally a left-hander, aren't you? Slightly. Yeah, that would be very difficult. So I just have to try and learn the skills with your right yeah. hand instead. Hmm. Um, I suppose if you're predominantly left-handed and you've got to play right-handed, it'd probably feel like someone else is playing for you. The other day I realised that my daughter, who's three, is better at knowing what's a left-hand and a right-hand than what I am. Like, I still have to do that sometimes to check. You know, someone goes, put your left hand up. I'm like, uh, it gives me, I have a second of just thinking where she can just go foot, arm, whatever. Yeah. Well, well, well done. Well done on, on acknowledging that your three-year-old daughter is cleverer than you on that front. Do you have to put do your hand up like that and do the L for left? I do Space podcast. Find you. There she is. And very polite as well. Which yeah. is curly, curly three. Yeah. So, there we go. Uh, so, after or before um, the uh, before Vichari Sriradara Harapara, um, that's definitely not how you pronounce his name, was, managed, uh, was owner of Leicester. They were formerly owned by Milan Mandarich, who then went on to own Sheffield Wednesday. After he sold Sheffield Wednesday, what is he now doing? Does he now own the Bosnian team, Siroki Brigig, or does he own the Slovenian team, NK Olympia Ljubljana? I was hoping you was going to say, you know, or is he doing something completely different? Because I know he's definitely, he does definitely, he's still involved in football, but I, I can't yeah. remember which team it is. I, I want to say... So I suppose the question is, does he own a team in Bosnia or, or Slovenia? Slovenia? Yeah, I think I'm going to go... Is Bosnia the country as well that... Um, have decided that they they were just going to carry on as normal through through the coronavirus. Or is uh, that I different? Think that was that's Belarus. Belarus. Yeah, sorry, that's yeah. Uh, two different countries. Because we be not the same. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Yeah. I want to go Bosnia. Bosnia. Uh, you're being correct. Oh. <sighs> Never mind. 
he owns a Slovenian team who, who looking at their progress, had a real sort of um, jump up in the division structure over the last few years. And following Mandarich's investment, they actually went on to win the um, National League and sort of got round into the first round of the Champions League. You know how they play against like sort of yeah, the yeah. Welsh national champions and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but they never actually got through to the Champions League proper. So Liverpool FC used to be owned by Tom Hicks and George Gillett uh, prior to their current uh, owners. Uh, when they were owners, what did Tom Hicks's son, why did he have to resign from the board of directors in 2010? Did he email a, email, sorry, did he email a fan calling him fuckface? <laughs> or did he do an interview with an American radio station where he called their fan base so loyal that you can con money out of them? Can I just say that I, I warned our listeners last week before I swore, you did none of that, and viewers, right, you did sorry. none of that. You need to apologise. I do apologise. Foul um, language. Can you just read the question again, though, because I wasn't properly listening? <laughs> now, I'm about to swear when I have this question for the purposes of the question, which may or may not be a true representation of what Tom Hicks said in an email, but did he email... Who's Tom Hicks again? Tom Hicks is the son of the owner, of a former owner of Liverpool, right. also called Tom Hicks. Okay. So, yeah, you know, these American families where they're sort of businessmen, they call one Tomix Senior, then Tomix Junior, all this sort of stuff. So, funnily enough, he put his son on the board of directors and he still had to resign because, like a lot of sons, when they fall down to business, they're very embarrassing. Is this why you so, don't work for Schweppes anymore? I'm, I'm not allowed to work for Schweppes anymore now. Um, <laughs> what did he do that made him resign? Did he email in a fan, call in the, calling the fan, fuck face? Again, apologies for language. Or did he do an interview with an American radio show where he said Liverpool fan base was so loyal that you can con money out of them. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the first one, I think. No, 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 no. I'm going to do the second one. Second Sorry, I've just changed okay. my mind. Although I don't Liverpool know why fans. would you why would you put swearing in there if you didn't have to? You don't like to swear if you don't what if you don't need to. So I think you might have. I'm thinking I'm going to change my mind again. I'm going to go back to A because I don't think you'd have swore on purpose unless you ha- absolutely had to because you're well, could be a, re- a very pleasant well. gentleman. Like, well, that is true. but uh, And also very cool, obviously, according to yeah. one cool dude, according to Stephen Merritt. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the first one. Uh, I think Stephen Merritt sort of actually commented now to say I'm not actually that cool, but never mind. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you think it was the first one that emailed the fans swearing at them? Yeah. Yep, you'd be correct to all them. What's that, like four out of five now, is it? Uh, I've got two wrong, I think. Oh, right, yeah. Four out yeah, of six. So- yeah, four out of six. Um, so, yeah, he was stupid enough to swear at a fan and put it down on email. I mean, probably not the cleverest thing to do in the world is actually email because then there is a documented written record of doing that. So probably not the brightest thing to do. So Liverpool are now owned by the Fenway Sports Group. How did another one of their teams hit the headlines a few years ago? Is it that their baseball team, the Boston Red Sox, were caught sending messages to players via an Apple Watch? Or did their American football team, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, they were caught deflating the American football to ensure it was harder to throw for the opposition's quarterback. All the ball boys were issued with good and bad balls for use by the home team and the opposition team. You don't want to get bad balls, do you? You don't want to get bad balls. You don't want to be too badly deflated. No, nobody wants deflated balls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or oval shaped with stitching on them. <laughs> um, so, the, the, so the first, so the second one is that they were making balls less good qualities and more deflated or so that the yeah, other they, team you know at certain times the other team wouldn't have so many benefits of a more inflated ball yep okay and the first what what was the first one again 
that they were sending messages to players on the pitch via an Apple Watch. Ah. Which is, I, I, um, I think a lot of these sports are not allowed to communicate with people on the pitch via technology. So that's why football players or whatever can't wear earpieces and all that kind of thing. Okay. You've just got to just gotta stand there and shout on. Go on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bro. Push out, squeeze him, squeeze him, move across, up. This is all the stuff. This is all the stuff. This is all the stuff you can hear now, isn't it? Because the uh, the the football, no crowds in the audio, you know, and so on. That's why they're having to play crowd noises, isn't it? Like bad fan noise, yeah. yeah. It's amazing that even when the referee blows the whistle, they do crowd noise going boo. Yeah. <laughs> Surely, well, why is it necessary to have the crowd? I don't get why. Maybe it's like noise. maybe it's on the referee's whistle, so when he blows it automatically, <laughs> it just does that. Like he can't get rid of it. That's just what happens. Um... I think they're going to keep crowd noise going at some football grounds, aren't they, after this? It's been brilliant for some teams. Uh, let's go, then, with the second one. And I think there was an issue to do with like, the, the balls. The, the inflation, deflation of balls. Yeah. Uh, you've been correct. It was, oh. uh, it was Apple Watch. Four out of seven. That's all right. You think you still do well, doing above half Yeah, marks. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was against the... the Second one is lighting a bit of truth because I think there was a story a few years ago with an American football team who did actually have some kind of incident where they deflated the balls to make it more difficult for um, one of the quarterbacks to throw. I think that was, I want to say it was New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, I think, who was a quite well-known quarterback in America. Do you know anything about American football? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, me neither. Let's move on. So, <laughs> normal football. So, during the 1990s, Manchester City were owned by former player Francis Lee. What did he do in the years between playing for Manchester City and owning them? Lee Francis. Did he make a a, a series of of, um, <laughs> of 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 sort of mock celebrities? Um, yeah. So I, it took me a moment then to try and remember who Lee Francis was. Uh, no, it was Francis Lee. As oh right, Lee okay, Francis. fair enough. Not uh, not avid Merrion and uh, Keith Lemon and various other things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Lee uh, Francis Lee. Play football for Man City, end up owning them. What do you do in that interim period? Did he set up the Welcome Break Motorway Service Station Company that now has 35 service stations, including Woodhall, Leicester Forest East, and Newport Pagnell? Or did he run a toilet roll manufacturing business? Wow, that is uh, that, 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 they're both quite impressive, whichever one he, he went into, because he, you know, he, he certainly benefited from the last one more recently. So, no, toil- <laughs> toilet roll manufacturing. He was on a roll. If he, he was on a roll, if he got into that, wasn't he? Well, um, someone's got to do it, haven't they? Yeah. Mm. Um, That's the thing, I suppose. If you it's um, a bottomless industry, uh, he could have made loads of money. Let's think. Uh, so motorway, he, he could have had the experience of being a player and going up the motorway and thinking, you know what? There's need more so- service stations on here. Anyone who can get into owning them, they're onto a winner. Um, but then the bog roll thing. Not sure where that would have come from. Um, well, sure, surely people manufactured toilet roll before then, anyway, didn't they? Yeah. Mm then I suppose there's probably always a requirement for more. Mm. I, I I heard a story about someone fairly locally to here, I think, who someone who went into basically recycling coat hangers and made a lot of money from just recycling old coat hangers, Get, taking old coat hangers, recycling them and selling them on and made a lot of money. Uh, so it's amazing what like, things you can do are out there. I'm going to go with I went, the... to, I went to a hotel a few years ago. Um, it was called... Oh, where was it now? It was called something like the the blue ball out towards um, out towards kind of workshop sort of way, and I'll try and find the name of it. But in the in the car park was a skip full of coat hangers, absolutely a big skip 
completely and utterly full of coat hangers. And I've no idea why there were so many coat hangers in a skip. It's puzzled me all my life since <laughs> I was seeing that. It was, I'll tell you exactly what day it was as well. June the 2nd, <laughs> 2000 and, hang on, what, what year was it? 2018, I think. All oh, right, okay. Went to, went to a wedding there in the evening. Loads of coat hangers in a skip. I might have to, while, you're, while we have the next commercial break, I'll have to try and work out where this place was. You could have made some money from that. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with the bog roll one, I think. He, he made, made bog, bog roll. roll. Yeah. Uh, quite right, he did. He made a, made a range of bog rolls, um, including uh, reversible ones that you could use on both sides, but I didn't quite take <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, Franny Lee, uh, Peter Kay, I think, used to work at his toilet roll factory. All right. I think that might have been mentioned in some of his Peter Kay stand-up. Is that, why, is that why you went for the service station ones? Because Peter Kay did a comedy about a service station as well, didn't he? Uh, he's done a comedy about quite a lot of things, to be yeah. fair. Uh, but no, that, that, I was thinking about something that might be a bit unusual yeah. and random that someone may have, may have made mm. up. Uh, but I think Peter Kay says in his uh, in his stand-up, oh, I, I used, used to work in Franny Lee's, no, doing toilet rolls, not not his house, in his, his, uh, in his toilet roll factory. <laughs> Um, sorry, that didn't sound very much like Peter Kay, to be fair, did they it? They used to have something around here, didn't they, in Chapeltown? Uh, was it the Eisel Eisel factory? factory. And yeah. what did they used to make now? They used to make... Toilet uh, roll. Yeah, well, there you go. See? Yeah. Chapeltown um, is, you know... Eisel was the particularly horrible toilet roll that you used to kind of find in schools. It was almost like wiping your bottom with greaseproof paper, yeah. I believe. Chapeltown, home of shit paper and shit podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and you complained <laughs> at me for sorry. that language. Sorry, sorry. Shit's not as bad yeah. as F... Oh, you know, anyway. It's go on. worse, I think, isn't it? Is it? I would say. I'd say so, yeah. Shit's worse than like, the F one. The F word. If you'd like, uh, can you please adjudicate on which is the worst swear word? Is it the S word or the F word? Please send your one word answers directly yeah. through to Jimbo. That would be much appreciated. I'd, li- I'd like to know, anyone who's listening uh, or listens afterwards, which is worse, S-H-I-T or F-U-C-K? Um, I would put C-U-N-T in there, but I think that would always top, top trump all of them, wouldn't it? So just, yeah, just between those so, yeah. two. Anyway, go on then for sure. So, anyway, uh, Man City, after Franny Lee was involved in the ownership, uh, they were owned by someone called Taskin Shinawata. What was he, what did he previously do as well as owning Manchester City? Was he previously the Prime Minister of Thailand or was he the president of London-based polo club, Ham Polo Club, before Vishara <laughs> Sidorana had a... Paras. God, I can't even. I can't even come close to pronouncing his name. Is this why the, these questions didn't? Chairman. Is this why these questions didn't feature in the uh, first owners football quiz because you couldn't say the names? Couldn't, couldn't pronounce the names of any of them. Um, so effectively, it was the former prime minister of Thailand, or was he the president of the Polo Club before the Leicester City owner? I think I'm going to go with that one. I think he was the president before, and I think that's why you put it in the president of the yeah of of, of the, the Polo Club. Yeah. Did you know you can only play polo right handed? <laughs> Uh, and if you're not careful, all the horses will drown. They will, yeah. Oh, sorry, that's water polo, yeah. So, of course, yeah. Uh, you said that it was. But all the horses polo. have got very minty breath at the same time as well. <laughs> well, if, you, if they blow, they'll whistle when they go through the <laughs> hole in the men. So, no, it was it was former Prime Minister of Thailand. Uh... I think I'm on. Uh, am I on five yet? I can't remember if I'm on four now or four out of eight, four, five, five out of eight. Five out of nine. Five out of nine. This is your last question. Uh, this is the last question. I think yeah. I've got so five, but yeah. Might be five or six, but yeah. Whichever, I think you're doing all right. So the current owner of Man City, uh, Sheikh Manzor, uh, every now and again, he sacks the managers and has a big shake-up. Hmm. Uh, he spent £170 million in 2009. Uh, what did he buy a stake in? 
Was it that you bought a stake in Elon Musk's Tesla company? Or did you buy a stake in Richard Branson's Virgic, Virgin Galactic company? See, all I can think is big stakes. Um, big stakes yeah. and Virgin. So you've got, so, so you've had Sky Atlantic, which is going to be, is, so what's that again, sorry? Atlantic, which is different, uh, sorry. No, Sky Atlantic is a TV channel. Virgin Virgin yeah, of course Galactic. it is. Virgin Galactic. Is that the one that's going to hopefully take people to space? Yeah, fingers crossed, Richard Branson will be the first one. Right. Um, and they'll leave him there. <laughs> Although he'll refuse to pay any tax while he's of course, in space. Of course, of course. Uh, and, and what was the first the, one? Uh, uh, the first one was he'd invested in Tesla, Elon Musk's company that recently sent mm. a they send a, something up to the International Space Station. He sent his car into space, didn't he? So the, the, he, he is um, the Airways, isn't it? Is it Emirates? Is it Emirates Airway? No, no, it's not. Um, no, he, he, what's his? One of his big businesses is is uh, Etihad. Etihad, Airways. that's it. Yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. I think yeah. there's a clue in the fact Manchester City Stadium is called, called the, the Etihad, Etihad Stadium. Yeah. Now, all right, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, and their shirts say the word Etihad Airways. <laughs> on it. So that's a, a great bit of advertising for them. So what's his business? <laughs> I think it might be Emirates. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I, my, my mind went blank. Okay, let's go yeah. with. Uh, let, oh, it, I think it could be any, but I think he'll have gone with Elon Musk. I think. Uh, you'll be incorrect. You went with Richard Branson. Oh well, I think I, I think I, I got five. I'm fairly happy with that. So yeah, I think we'll, five we'll... or six. That's a decent effort. Yeah. So I think we'll be able to do. I think we'll probably be able to do parts three and possibly part four of. Um, Football club owners um, in the in the coming weeks, no doubt. I think they're, they're a rich gold mine of <laughs> very strange circumstances and odd things that they've done in the past. Some of these businessmen. The waste of web space podcast. The best worst. And only podcast in Chapel Town, we think. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and a website, but nobody visits any of them. So I think we're going to have a quick look at the news, then, aren't we, Fisher? And uh, so, do, do you want to start off with the kind of name of our of our podcast? Over, so we kind of covered that a little bit with the football stuff. So football's back, isn't it? it football is back, um, and I'm just—I've seen some of the latest scores. I'm not sure if you've seen. I'll—I'll uh, I'll read this one out to you. Uh, the government nil. Marcus Rashford won. Hey. So, and that—that uh, sort of ties in a little bit to apology of the week for us because in last episode we said that Marcus Rashford had put in a request to the government that children get free school meals during the school holidays this year, given the testing circumstances going around the country, and we said that the government rejected it, uh, which I think was actually right at the time, but then, then the next day they accepted it and bowed to, uh, bowed to the public pressure, really. So that was just after we we brought, we we did our podcast, didn't it? So we were kind of out of date straight away, weren't we? Because they made the U-turn, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I suppose I was quite intrigued, really, seeing the whole thing, because surely, surely giving kids school meals is really just a way of ensuring that people who can't afford to eat, you're actually ensuring that children are getting something to eat and are not going hungry. So why would you only do it for 39 weeks of year in the first place? Why would you not want to feed these children during the school holidays is what I can't quite understand. Surely being at school is just a way of actually delivering this. It, it should have been a thing, thing anyway, shouldn't it? Arguably. Well, 
It's sort of thought so. If you, if you say that the problem is there and you've identified it, I don't really see how mm. you can turn around and say, well, it's, it's not there during school. It's not a problem. What I did say about this um, was quite funny. Um, so Katie Hopkins had yes. said something about basically, you know, I mean, she's not on Twitter anymore, which is brilliant news, I think. As far as where she's still not on Twitter. Is that right? She's. Uh, I think she was, permit- I believe she was permanently banned a few days ago. Good. But anyway, um, she she said something to Marcus Rashford about, um, do you not think that, you know, people shouldn't be having kids if they can't afford to feed them and stuff like that? And uh, Marcus Rashford's reply was um, pretty funny, wasn't it? Um, was it something like, dear Katie Hopkins, piss off? Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't actually his reply. Oh, was it not? No, um, I think it was a fake account that oh. was set up, a parody account of Marcus Rashford that said that. To be fair, yeah. Did she tweet Although the parody not... account then? What was that? Sorry. Did she tweet the parody account? No, I think she just said that out loud, and then Marcus Rashford, but it was Marcus Rashford as opposed to uh, Marcus Rashford or something like that. Yeah. Got back and told her to uh, told her where to go. Yeah. I'm sure the actual Marcus Rashford would have done the same thing. Would have done. Would have thought the same thing. Um, or in fact, his alias, uh, Daniel Rashford, as right. the health secretary called him. Yeah. You saw that in an interview. <laughs> it, Matt Hancock came on TV, and it, it, it always reminds me of Matt Hancock a little bit of if you've ever been on Stag Do, there's some bloke who stands in the background and no one really knows. It's probably just a work colleague or something of um, of the Stag, um, <laughs> or a cousin, or a distant uncle, or something like that. Do you not think That's... that it's it's a massive shame? That I mean, it's it's not you know what what obviously Marcus Rashford done is amazing, but it's a massive shame that it takes a footballer to get that put through. Whereas how many other people are putting like petitions forward and and you know and saying that you know this isn't right, this should happen, but because they're not a footballer, yeah, they're not being listened to. Do you know what I mean? Or they're not that it's not taken seriously. The government are going to go against that, are they? Because of of the sort of you know it's, popularity, it's popularity. Like, yeah. exactly. So. What I do find interesting in that sort of Katie Hopkins' comment was that uh, why should I be paying money for kids that other people's children can't afford? Now, I suspect it is it's not to say everyone would agree with this, but I think if you ask most taxpayers what they would like their money to be spent on, and he said, one thing we can do is ensure that children who can't afford to eat, we actually make sure they give, get given some food. <laughs> I think exactly. a lot of people probably say, I'd quite like that to happen if that's okay, because even if their parents you know, maybe with what Kate Hopkins says, their parents do actually struggle to afford them. It's not actually the child's fault. No. And maybe it would be nice to ensure that all the children in this country could actually have a decent meal every day just as a real basic standard of things that we can do for children. There's too many Katie Hopkins in this world, unfortunately. She's not the only one. She's just the she's just the top of the pile. Yeah. I thought you were going to say there's too many Katie Hopkins in the world. There's one of them. <laughs> that would be a, a very accurate uh, statement to make. Well, there we go. So, as I say, uh, fantastic work from Marcus Rashford to actually to do that. So, uh, so well done. The government has just been the government's track and trace system. Um, so they brought this track and trace system in. They decided from the start they were said, you know, Apple and is it Apple and Google sort of reached out saying, you know, let's let's work together on this. Let's let's try doing this together alongside your national health service and your own technology departments will, you know, work together and make sure this works. And, um, you know, and, and other countries have done that and they've got their systems up and running. We decided, as with other things, you know, oh, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll not, no, we'll not take that PPE. We'll, 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 we'll sort of zone out. We'll, we'll, we'll give Turkey a call so if we can get us all. And again, something else has, has failed, hasn't it? And the government have had to kind of <laughs> go backtracking and then do what they should have done originally. And probably yeah. all in the in in the um, 
thing, the thing is, I don't even know if it's cost cutting because they're spending a lot of money to, to get through this, you know, pandemic. Let's face it. But I think it's a lot of the time it's just about trying to be better than everybody else and not being better than everyone else. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, where we end up is normally being worse than everyone else. Exactly. But uh, there was a very mixed message at the time because uh, when they first released it, I think they released it on the Isle of Wight which I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, the idea of trying to get most people in the Isle of Wight to actually use mobile phone technology and understand how to work the app was probably a bit of a yeah. bit of an on-start in the first place. But then there was a very bungled message that came out from Matt Hancock who said, stay home, protect the NHS, save lives, unless you're on the Isle of Wight, <laughs> in which case you can go out, and you can go out, you shouldn't go out, but use the app when you are out to make sure that we can still protect the NHS and save lives even though you're not meant to go out, but use it if you do go out, was his very unusual message to give out. I mean, so. that, that that just reminds me of the uh, of the birth of the Father's Day card that I got my dad uh, for Father's Day. Do you want to know what it is? Just while while we're on the topic of uh, government Go messages, so the Father's Day that I got a uh, card I got from my dad, and people might have other people might have seen this as well. So it was a it was a I'll try and I'll try and put it up on the camera if I can, uh, just so you can see it. Can you see that, Fisher? Uh, I can see it says Dad on it. Happy Father's got a picture of Boris Johnson there. There we go. Picture of Boris Johnson. And it says, Dad, have a great Father's Day. Don't have a great Father's Day. Don't go out. Mm-hmm. Go out. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. Have presents. Don't have presents. Don't go out. But anyway, that's where I got my dad. Um, but they, they've been all the way through, hasn't it? It's just, it's coming down. <laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if we're still allowed to podcast or not. Is uh, I'm, Obviously, I'm sure we are. <laughs> and at some point, we'll be allowed to podcast in the same room as each other at two meters apart but then that may drop to one and a half or two meters uh, one and a half or one meter apart and it might be is it going to be tomorrow that he's going to announce whether or not we can open pubs again yeah is the rumor apparently so can you imagine that it's going to be i think when it does get announced because that said i don't think many people actually watch the daily Mm. briefings anymore but you think when it does get announced it'll be like when they're in england playing the football world cup and they score and you cheer and if you've got your window open, you can hear other people on your street cheering and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so it might be a big roar of cheers throughout the nation as he announces it <laughs> tomorrow. But he's busy, isn't he, Boris? Yeah, but yeah. Isn't he busy with his new plane? Mm, he is. Painting his plane. Well, he's, he's busy either phoning his insurance company or painting his new plane. Because he's had a couple of things this week, hasn't he? So first Has of it? all, um, yeah, he, he, got, he got shafted up the rear end. Um, what, again? <laughs> um... So he's, you know, he's, some would say he's had a bit of a car crash as a of, of, of a prime ministership <laughs> so far. Well, he actually did have a car crash earlier in the week, and yeah, somebody, uh, I think it's a security guard, but uh, car supposed to be looking after him, uh, ran into the back of his car. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't make it up, could he? Really, something that's there to protect his safety ends up running into him and nearly <laughs> killing him, or, or causing him some kind of accident. I think Boris is just really sort of sharp and heavy on the brakes, or something. <laughs> I'm just, do you think he drives himself anywhere, or is he? No, maybe he was he... just like break, don't break, 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 <laughs> but don't break, don't break, break, break. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing. So what's this with his plane then? Uh, he's redesigning, repainting his plane, isn't he? At a cost of about nine hundred thousand pounds, trying to get it more colourful, more right, patriotic. Okay. I think I can't remember the exact uh, details of it. Actually, to be fair, that's his own what? plane. Uh, no, the, the the UK Prime Minister's plane. All oh, right, so like they've got, uh, you know, America have got Air Force One, is it? And has he got his own sort of plane? Yeah, I think he's got uh, EasyJet Flight One Seven Three Nine. Now he's uh, able to just make it like stick a massive like. Oh, he could just, just stick a massive like wig on the top of it. 
So, you know, it's like well, the Boris plane. Well, it's, it's interesting to mention that because uh, it is nicknamed Hair Force One. Is it? <laughs> in in honour of Boris. Um, it's currently surrounded by scaffolding in an airport hangar, uh, and it's been given a colourful respray, which it's led to believe it's going to be sort of sprayed with, um, you know, red, white and blue with the UK Union Jack colours. Be a bit more kind of Brexity and a bit more um, sort of, of patriotic. Oh, well, I don't know what colour it is at the moment. Well, that means they've, they've obviously got to come up with some sort of lie um, for the side of it as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, just to go with, just to go with the uh, the, the on, keep on brand, haven't they, with all of that? Yeah. Maybe to just put on there, this plane cost nine hundred thousand pounds to respray. Maybe we could have the NHS instead. Yeah. <laughs> An apt way of doing it. Um, uh, I think that's pretty much about it. Um, I was talking about sort of government people and uh, mentioned Matt Hancock. Could you see Dominic Raab interviewed? Um, it was talking about uh, a lot of football players prior to games over the course of the weekend have been taking a knee, if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, did you, did you see Manai, the Liverpool player? Did he not do it or something like that? He, he didn't realise they were doing it. So oh. the, what they do is at the start of the game, they're ready, they're poised for the kickoff, the referee blows the whistle and all the players drop down on one knee. Uh, Manai kind of wasn't quite read into this. I just went sprinting down the wing. <laughs> well, all, all of the twenty-one players and referee are on the knee. And they went running back to his position, dropped on his knee, and, and then, then it was too late. Up again, then they had the kickoff. Yeah. But it, but it's, but it, but the worst thing is, people were having a go at him <laughs> on Twitter no, for no. not doing it. Like I know, like you know, what I'm saying like he, but I, I really don't think Mane out of everybody is, 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 you know, purposely chose not to do it. You know what I mean? I think above all else, he probably just forgot and was too focused on the game, I'm yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, Dominic Raab, the um, Foreign Secretary, uh, was asked about taking a knee. And someone said to him, would you take a knee if requested? <laughs> and do, you know do you know what he should have said? Yeah. He should have said, yeah, I would do. Uh, do you know what he actually said? Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's, not to, it's not to say that everyone agrees with this or not, but it's kind of a popular thing. Politicians like to be popular and that sort of stuff. You'd have thought it'd be fairly simple and straightforward. Uh, yes, I would in terms of showing equality and solidarity and all that sort of stuff. Um, he said, "He said I think it's something to do with Game of Thrones, which I'm not quite sure whether that's right. I don't know whether it originates. Oh in yeah, Game there's a Thrones take the knee, take the knee or something. It's uh, yeah, I, I do remember that that couple of scenes in Game of Thrones. Yeah, bend at the knee. I think it was something like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not quite sure where it comes from. I know sort of um, Colin Kaepernick, the um, American footballer. Uh, was someone who popularised that particular move, whether it was anything to do with Game of Thrones or before that, I, I don't quite know. Um, and then he said, I'd only, I only get down on one knee uh, for the Queen or for my missus. So, <laughs> what, a, what a lovely what? way to uh, refer to his, uh, his lovely wife who must be listening there. I think, oh, but husband Dominic's on the TV, he's going to be interviewed. I wonder what, uh, what he's going to say. Perhaps he'll say something nice about me. Oh, he's referred to me as his missus. Oh, isn't that lovely? Um, oh, does he, uh, does he care about sort of equality for all? And would he stand in solidarity with uh, those minorities who have been repressed? No, he wouldn't. All right, okay. Well, never mind. Um, but yeah, he would do it for the Queen. Yeah, that's, that's nice of him. Um, uh, does, does he think when he says he'd take the knee for the Queen, does he think he's actually going to get given a knighthood at some point? Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. He's hoping too much, isn't he? I suppose. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's been a Marmite so- shortage, and uh, you know these are just two quick little stories I want to finish on, really. But there's a Marmite shortage. Um, I, I obviously. Feel about that. Um, I'm not sure, really. I mean, what do you, what do you think about you know? They love you either love it or hate it, don't you, Marmite? What do you think? I'm more I'm more on the hate uh, side of things, really. I'm mm. not not keen. How about yourself? Now nah, I'm on the fence. Oh, yeah, really. Yeah, which is I strange can't... because Marmite you're supposed to love or hate. Yeah. No, nah, I'm only joking. I think I'm more on the hate as well. Yeah. Um 
I've never really had it that much. Do you know in Australia, in, in Austri- which brings me on to the next thing, but in Australia, they, they call Marmite is called Vegemite, isn't it? Uh, it is, yeah. Um, which brings um, us on to a nice next story. Uh, well, I don't think it does, actually. Do you want, <laughs> do you want to start on the story? What about the Australian? So you, you've labelled it as... Because, uh, you know, we, when we do our, plan, our planning, we just quickly put like a few little notes to remind ourselves what we want to talk about. So what you've yeah. put is... Oh, no, I've got it wrong. I've just read it properly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I said, Aus- I said Australian... I thought I thought we were going to be talking about an Australian farting man. As it happens, we're going to be talking about an Austrian farting man. Okay, an Austrian farting man. So he didn't live in that. Gentleman. He didn't live in that town, did he? That we mentioned last week. He did not. No, um, a man in Austria has been fined uh, five hundred euros for farting in front of the police. Right. So isn't that great? I'm, I'm not sure whether they're concerned that they might catch coronavirus from him or something like that. But uh, they said he, he, the, the policeman said that he farted on purpose. <laughs> which um, they said they would never um, sort of fine anyone for accidentally breaking wind, but it was quite clear that he basically ran up to them and farted in front of them. Like so like 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 some people like some people used to do as a kid. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a bit of pull my finger or anything like that. But is it but, like surely you can only get done for a crime if it's written in a book that it's a crime? So how have they managed to how has he managed to get into trouble for 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 farting if? It's not actually in the book of you can't do that. Well, I don't think it's that prescriptive, is it? I mean, it's a bit like saying that um, I'm sure there's no rule against you running around and kicking elephants, but I'm sure it's probably not actually allowed. But I don't think there's a rule that's that specific in terms of you cannot kick an elephant, for example. <laughs> yeah, but the, you know, that, that, would be, that would be some sort of criminal damage, though, wouldn't it, or something, or, or like animal cruelty? Whereas what could, yeah. you, what could you say for breaking wind in front of a police, like... It's not physical, it's not, you know, like swearing, it's not, you know, I know you can get foul and abusive language possibly. Um, wasting police time, if they've, you know, if they've got to hang around and deal with that issue. <laughs> and I suppose Loitering that's... with intent, is that what the smell was doing? <laughs> there is that. Uh, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I think it's a good time to move on, do you? Yeah. So a bit like you, Fisher, I have had a bit of a busy weekend and I haven't, you know, you used a bit of a a quiz that you've kind of sort of prepared previously, haven't you? And I've had to kind of dip into some of my previous plans that I'd never used as well. And if you remember quite far back, I did a bit of a a, a quiz about strange survey results, if you remember. So, you you know, like about weird survey results and what you might not have expected and, and things like that. Like so many, you know, Canadians prefer chocolate to sex or something like that well I, before that i was kind of looking at like weird surveys that are online and weird survey questions or not even survey questions but those kind of you know like would you rather that you kind yeah, of things I mean, that you might play like at a party what percentage of australia austrian people uh, fart in front of policemen <laughs> and get uh, arrested for it well, no, i would i would probably say i'll probably describe this as being more like a um i'd describe this as being more like one of those would you rather sort of things yeah. um does that make sense? So it's a would yeah. you rather game, okay? So I'm going to put this up on our 
Facebook page. Okay, I'm going to publish a poll at a time, just so you can see the questions. Obviously, we might you won't have much time if you're watching or listening to this to uh, to kind of say an answer. Um, but I'm going to put it up there so that you can see what we're asking. So, um, I'm going to ask what my question is for you. You can answer this. I'd like you to answer it from a personal perspective, but I'd also like you to say what do you think most people would have said. Is that all right? Mm-hmm. If yep. there is anything you don't want to answer yourself, don't answer it yourself, but I'd like to know what you think most people would have said. <laughs> is that okay? Yes. There's going to be some quite unusual ones. Okay, I found this on a website. that, that and, and each survey had, had about you know three to 4,000 answers. So it's a decent amount of people to answer a, a sort of survey or a poll. Um, are you ready? Yep. So the first one then is, would you rather be a cat with a human face or a dog with human hands? So this is like so this is like Richard Herring's emergency questions, isn't it? Um, if you've ever ever had the pleasure of such things, uh, so would you rather be a sorry a cat with a human face or a dog with human hands? Yeah, was that? Um, well, a cat with so a cat with human face. I think the problem is if you're a cat with a human face, then people might think you're in that film Cats that was released just before Christmas that I think was absolutely terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> you got Dame Judi Dench in it and uh, Jason Derulo, Ed- various Idris Elba. Like that, and- Ed- Idris Elba. Yeah, and it was unanimously, um, sorry, not unanimously, yeah, it was, it was panned by all the critics, I think, with yeah. the general, uh, general theme running through that. So I think as a result of that, more, more people would rather be uh, dogs with human hands. And the answer there is yes, you are correct. Well done. Most people surveyed. 67, uh, 66.7% of people would have preferred to be uh, a dog with human hands. Um, so there you go. Um, are you ready for the next with one? human hands if you're a dog. <laughs> spend, it, spend it sort of scratching your balls and that sort of stuff and various other things that dogs do. <laughs> exactly. Next one then. Are you ready for your next one? Yep. These are going to be very unusual, okay? So I do apologise in advance, okay? So you and your... Uh, so your mum and partner switch bodies. The only way to, to switch them back is to have sex with them. So which one... Would you rather have sex with... Your partner in your mum's body, or your mum in your partner's body. Now, I'm not, like I said, I, you don't have to answer this from a personal perspective. I just want to know what you think the most popular answer um, would have been. Um, well, I think for obvious reasons, it's a very, very moral dilemma. And I will not <laughs> answer this question myself. I will merely try and put myself in the mindset of members of the general public who may think along that side of things. Uh, I, I can only assume that they've asked this to men or people who would like to be in a relationship with a lady because surely it becomes a bit strange if you're asking the question to a, a woman who wants to go out with a man. True. Yeah. That would be even more weird. <laughs> um, I, oh. Maybe girls aren't just going to bother with this stupid survey. That's what it is. They've got more yeah. sense to answer silly survey questions like this. Yeah, it probably makes sense. It would say, what a stupid and ridiculous question to ask. So we're not going <laughs> to even dignify it with that kind of response. Apparently it kind of happens on Freaky Friday as a pro- as a film called Freaky Friday. I mean, not that in particular, but where the parents switch bodies or something like that. Um, I, I, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know how you would answer it or why anyone... Well, I don't know why anyone would actually want to answer it at all. But what would people have said? Would they have, in order to switch them back, would they have preferred to have, have, have slept with their mum in their girlfriend's or partner's body or their girlfriend in their mum's body, what do you think would, would have been the most popular well, answer? I'm, I'm assuming the more popular answer would be um, that they would rather be in the body of their partner. So you're saying, so you're saying girlfriend in mum's body? No, you're saying mum in girlfriend's body? I think so, yeah. Okay. I, I think more people would think that. Well, you are... 
wrong on that on that account. Well, yeah. So sixty-six point. Oh, actually, sixty-six point six percent is yes. So basically, three people answered the question. Sixty-five. No, no, sixty-five point three percent said that they'd rather they'd go with the girlfriend in the mum's body. No, so that's right. That's that, that's so you 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 are wrong, aren't you? Because you were saying that that more people would want to go with what the, the girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose what I'm saying is I don't think many people would want to have sex with someone who was ba- who make it look like their mum. Yeah, but the answer there is is you got it the wrong way around. So sixty six point three percent said I think they'd rather the fact that it, it okay it was the girlfriend, but they were in the mum's body is what they're saying. Uh, Whereas if you did it the other way around, you've actually had it with your mum. But they were in your, they were in. You've actually had it with your mum, but they were in your girlfriend's body. So people went with, people thought about it and thought no, because obviously if it's not, you know. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Can you just ask the next question, please? <laughs> um. Okay. Next question then. Uh. So here we go. Um. This one is: Would you rather have penis-sized nipples or nipple-sized penis? <laughs> well. I mean, I suppose whose penis are you using as measurement? <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, there's, there's a vast difference between nipple sizes and penis sizes in most cases. Well, yeah, what if you've got a tiny penis, though? I mean, <laughs> wouldn't be that much of a difference, would it? So, um, I don't know. Why do, why do men have nipples? We, nobody knows, do they? They're, they're apparently they're on the way out. <laughs> they're not fashionable <laughs> anymore. We're just not bothering with them. We're just, nah, I'm not wearing them today. Well, we don't need them, though, do we? No. I mean, females do, fair enough, because you're... Sort of, they need them for, for breastfeeding and all that sort of stuff. Men men don't need them. No. So what's the point in having them? How, how come either the Bible or evolution hasn't sort of sorted that out at an earlier earlier time? <laughs> um, oh, what would you rather have? So, yeah, penis-sized nipples or nipple-sized penis. Is it just a penis or has it got the testicles below it as well, does it say? Uh, it doesn't say. Surely it'd be, it'd be a bit... I mean, if you've ever watched, for example, um, some sprinters running... In the men's hundred meter race, for example, at the Olympics, you can normally see sort of in the tight lycra. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you must quite you must have seen it before, surely. Yeah, not the, that I've been looking. Well, but oh, come on, when they show it in slow motion at the end of the race, let's, let's have a look at this. But if you've got two of those sort of on your nipples and you're running around sort of with them, yeah. that wouldn't be very good, would it? No. So I I think um, that said, if 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 it's men who've been asked, then they'd probably do anything just to make sure that they don't reduce the size of their. Penis, so I think they'd rather have penises for the nipples. Well... Or penis-sized nipples. You're wrong. Really? Uh, quite close, this one, though. 58.3% um, said that uh, they would rather have nipple-sized penis than penis-sized nipples. And again, there's about three, 4,000 people who've taken part in this, by the way. Um, Where have found these people to actually answer these stupid questions? Exactly. Um... Next then, uh, so here we go. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Right. Uh, well, the horses you'd think would be quite, quite strong. I mean, would a duck be a bad thing to get in the fight with? Won't be able to do much, would it? But if it was a big duck, well, you just chuck him in the, chuck him in the water, and then feed him, feed him like a massive, great big slice of bread. Because it's, it's, it's bad for uh, ducks, isn't it? Bread doesn't it swell the stomachs up? Mm. Um, or you could maybe do that thing where if you feed it, if you can get it to go in the pond and like throw some bread at it, so you can hit it on the back of the head, so it's like head goes underneath and then pops back up out the other side of it. Have you done that before? Yeah, I think. Yeah. 
there's ducklings at my local. There's ducklings at my local duck pond, and uh, it started off with nine, and they've dropped they've dropped down to eight now, as, as they tend to do in the early stages. But uh, keeping an eye on them. Are you sure one of them's not just sort of gone for a bit of a walk or in a bit of swimming? Yeah. Or there's also no, it's not around. There's also a horse sized duck down there as well. But <laughs> <laughs> sure. What's it like at fighting? <laughs> I think surely it's better to go against one than it is to go against a hundred. So I think it'd be better to fight a horse-sized duck. Be interesting to see, like you know, the sort of demographics of who who's answered the, you know, which three or four thousand people where they're from, the Americans or something. <laughs> like, but they went for sixty-four point six percent said they'd rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses. Have you seen the TV one... program they have in Japan? Uh, they have some kind of every every year or so they have like this uh, football game where they have three professional footballers against 100 school children. Right. And they see who kind of scores the most goals in 10 or 15 <laughs> minutes or whatever. And the, the children kind of line up in a... Uh, I think they have 10, 10 people in the net. Uh, they also then have... I think I think it's, it's a classic uh, sort of 40, 30, 20 formation uh, that they go for. <laughs> it's, basically, it's, it's, it's sort of like it was when you played football at under-9s or under-10s and everyone just follows the ball. Oh, yeah. With the so exception the, is that there's a hundred people running after it on this occasion. So and the, just like go charging after it. So the others are like adults trying to do, or professionals. Uh, well, yeah, the, the other three are professional footballers. Right, okay. Trying to beat the hundred children. Mm. I would, I would highly recommend you YouTube it just to see what it's like. So it's a bit like, um, I suppose it's a bit like um, Chelsea's season. I suppose like and them play, you know, cause they've got a lot of ki- young kids at the minute playing for them, haven't they? Yeah, because they can't, uh, can't sign any yeah. players. So they've, got, they've not got 100 players playing on the pitch now. Yeah. Talking about 100, we've not mentioned that Vera Lynn died, have we? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, um, 103, she was. And, yeah, uh, yeah and we, we, you know, I only I only dressed as her, didn't I, um, a couple of episodes back? Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, we actually, gave her no, mention, I didn't, I did I? I didn't, did I? That was, I? I got it mixed up and I dressed as Dame Edmund Everidge instead. Well, you tried your best. But can you remember when we did a radio programme? Um... And we made a woman of the year, a person of the year, didn't we? On a year of a hundredth birthday, right? So what year must that have been? Two thousand and seventeen, I think. Mm-hmm. On Christmas program on Penistone FM, our annual re- review of the year. Yeah, I remember that. Um, are you still presenting on Penistone FM? Uh, I'm. I'm not still. Pre- well, yes, I am at weekends. Yeah, I'm just on a Sunday. All oh, right. Okay. Is that pre-recorded still? Uh, yeah, still pre-recorded. 95.7. Shameless to give it a shout out. Seven, Penson FM, 95.7, online as well. Jimbo's Sunday brunch. <laughs> so that's what, wow, is that, come on, it's like pulling teeth here. Is this between so, 10 and 12? Yeah, between 10 and 12. We've done it that okay. many times, Fisher. I should be better oh, at it. I didn't know your hours had changed. I, didn't, I, I wasn't too sure what was happening now. Anyway. It's, it's unprecedented at the times at the moment, Jimbo. Are you ready for your next question? Come on, let's have the next okay. question. So, if for every day of the year you had to do one of these things, what would you do? Sweat milk or bath in beans? I mean, people do that for charity, don't they? What, sweat milk? No, they don't. No, <laughs> bathing beans. Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, is a, I was going to say it's a popular thing. I don't quite know why it's a popular thing. I mean, mm. who are these people who do it? Is anyone, is anyone listening or watching this ever bathing some beans for charity? If so, can you tell us why you did it and what you thought the idea was why or not, why it was such a good thing to why do? Why not spaghetti hoops or beans yeah. with sausages? Or water. Yeah. Um, to bath in, that might be better. <laughs> you can get, I, I can't you, imagine... You can get full English breakfast in a tin now, can't you? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah you, you can. I suspect it's probably not very nice, but <laughs> there we go. Um, I think that... The thing is, if you're bathing beans, once you got out of the bath, you've then got to empty your bath and then have another bath to get all the bean juice off, surely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because... So yeah, you, when, you, when you empty the... Yeah, well, how are you supposed... Because aren't, aren't beans just going to clog up the... 
the drains. We'd have to eat them all. You'd have to put the bathtub on the on the hob. Mm. Just cook the beans and then eat your way out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose it's something that never gets reported. Hopefully, <laughs> in this day and age, with the manner in which sort of, some people go hungry and sort of struggle for food, it would be a bit of a waste just to have baked beans just be there. So, so someone's yeah. sitting. We're, we're going to raise money for for um, people in poverty. By yeah. having a bath of baked beans that they could have, they could, you know, of, of hundreds of tins of baked beans that we could have given to yeah. a uh, food bank. Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, so I, I think it might be sweating milk. I think will probably be nicer, not that nice. You make, you need to make sure you had a bath after every night, because otherwise the milk could kind of go all stale and old and not, not, yeah. not smell very nice and go off. But I think it's probably better to sweat milk anyway, isn't it? So you think more people would have wanted to sweat milk? Would you, would you say sweat milk every day rather than? have a bath of beans every day i'd rather do neither but i think <laughs> if i had the option of one or but the other i think f- sweating milk probably would be the you preferable know, option you know when you've made a cup of tea and uh you know and and you get you go to the fridge like just to put the milk and there's none there's no milk left oh i'm gonna have to run to the shop oh hang on a minute yeah up you go <laughs> let me just let me just turn the heating up yeah, uh, there we go, so you you think the milk one's the most popular answer yeah i think it i think it i think there's a 50 percent chance it is yeah now, not far off a Brexit result with this one, 53.5% to 46.5%. But apparently there were lies told by um, the the beans campaign there about uh, how many tins of beans <laughs> it would take and how many tins of beans they could give to homeless shelters if they voted for beans. But anyway, never mind. Uh, so, so that's that's that one anyway. Uh, so the next one then, um, and I've got, I've got a few more, don't we? We'll try and get through them as quick as we can. Um, so, next one. Would you rather be able to read minds or see into the future? Oh, that's a good one. Isn't it? Read people's minds. I can sort of do it, actually, reading people's minds. Oh, you disgust me at times, Jim. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm still thinking about you having a bath of beans, clearly. Yeah. Or see into the future. don't know. Would you want to know what's going to happen in the future? Some, I think some people just like the rich tapestry that life gives them and just take it in the stride. Surely if you could read minds, if you could read minds, you might be able to see into the future as well because you can know what people are going to do. Um, you might, well, you don't necessarily know what they're going to do. You might know what they're thinking and what their thoughts are. Um, I think people would rather, um, I think people would rather read people's minds and know what other people are thinking. Yeah. Well done. Finally, you got one right. Um, so next then, there's there's still plenty more, don't worry. Uh, let's have a look. Here we go then. Next one is... Are you excited every time I'm going to put one up? Uh, this is a good one. Eat poo-flavoured ice cream or eat ice cream-flavoured poo? <laughs> who, who asked these questions? Um, ice cream-flavoured poo or poo-flavoured ice cream? Yeah. Well, surely they're just as bad as it... Well, you, you wouldn't want to eat... It's, it's surely un, very unhygienic, particularly in this moment of pandemic. Did you not see that? Keep two metres apart, wash your hands regularly, don't eat poo, even if it's flavoured like ice cream. <laughs> don't touch your face. That's, a new, that's a new slogan coming out next week. <laughs> yeah. Just, if you, if we're, you not, we're now going to lift the restrictions, and you can now eat poop-flavoured ice cream. <laughs> Well, no, eat ice cream flavoured poop is a problem. Poop flavoured ice cream, there'd be no hygiene issues with that. It just wouldn't taste very nice. Uh, so I, it must surely be that you would rather eat something that's not very nice, but even if it's not very nice and doesn't taste very nice, 
at least you're not eating poo. <laughs> well done, yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, still 65.3%, still 34.7% said they eat ice cream flavoured poop. Oh, or eat, anyway, I don't know. Mad. It depends what flavour the ice cream is. If it was poop flavoured ice cream, then you just end up <laughs> eating poop. But it's flavoured like ice cream, but the ice cream is like poop, so it ends up being just poo that tastes like poo anyway. <laughs> so, completely ne- doing yourself in. Next one. Would you rather have teeth for hair or have hair for teeth? Um, hair or hair for teeth. Well, you wouldn't be able to eat your food properly if you've got... I mean, it's, it's really annoying when you eat something that's got a hair in it anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Imagine if you continue trying to eat oh, it's like, oh, no, it's just my teeth that are like hair. <laughs> but then, I suppose you wouldn't have to, for, for lockdown haircuts, what would you have to, you, that wouldn't be a problem, would it, if you've got teeth on your head? I'm just going to, I'm just going to, uh, give me a second, I'm just going to go brush my hair. What with it? Uh, <laughs> with a toothbrush and toothpaste. That's the work, yeah. Yeah. Be able to brush it properly, yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it depends when this question was asked. I think if, if it is to avoid the lockdown haircuts and the long hair that is kind of going for me at the moment i'm not sure about yourself this when you last had your haircut it's quite an overwhelming one this one actually is it i i i would say it would be teeth for hair and you would be correct well done yeah teeth for hair yeah i think i'd have said yeah, said that as I well thinking, i was thinking if you did have hair for teeth then surely you could do that thing you know where you try and yeah like that, but you could create your own little beard, couldn't you? If you got hair coming out and sort of cover <laughs> your chin with it. How how much are you into Star Wars? Uh, not at all. I've never seen a single Star Wars film. Have you not? Okay. Nope. Do you know who Jar Jar Binks is? Uh, is that the is that the Jar Jar sticky tongue type thing that used to happen in the yeah crisps? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Do you I know what know. Jar Jar Binks looks like and sounds like, or not really? Um, Should we skip that no, one? Let's skip that yes. one. Let's skip that one. We've got quite a lot to get through. Well, we've got three more, but I'll skip that one. Uh, next then. Okay. So, would you rather be stung all over by a million bees or stamp on a kitten? Oh. Um, <laughs> I suppose it depends whether you like cats or kittens, doesn't it? Um, well, surely, I think everyone likes the young of any animal more than the old, don't they? Mm. So, I just, I suspect the answer surely must be the same in terms of cats or kittens because you wouldn't want to hurt a cat. It's a selfish well, one, isn't it? It's like, would you rather take some pain or would you rather yeah. stamp on a kitten to avoid it? Yeah. So I think I, if it was me, and I'm very mindful of the fact that my wife, Vicky, watches this and we've got a cat, so I would never harm that cat or any other cat. Um, and that's just fair, I wouldn't. So I, I, I would like to think that more people would rather be stung by some bees than have to stamp on a kitten. They would rather take pain themselves. Oh. So yeah, um, this is a shocker. Um, but this is three, four thousand people who are asked this. Um, yeah, the, more people. Fifty, fifty-four point nine percent said they'd rather stamp, stamp on a ki- stamp on a kitten. I, I wouldn't have voted for that. Uh, nobody at the Waste of Web Space Podcast headquarters would have voted for that answer. But wherever this survey is from, three, four thousand, three, three to four thousand people who surveyed, most of them would stamp on a kitten. Um, there you go. Uh, next then. Um, so, oh, we've done that one already. This one, sorry. Would you? This is worse than when I went to the toilet the other week. Would you rather have hiccups for the rest of your life, or forever feel like you're about to sneeze? Uh, hiccups are all right, aren't they? I mean, yeah. Yeah, but oh, no, they're annoying. Well, and there's something quite nice about wanting to sneeze. There's something quite nice about it. Isn't there? It's a nice feeling. Do you think? Would would you would you ever sneeze though? Is I suppose my question. That's it. Yeah, because if you're disappointing when you lose a sneeze, isn't it? 
Yeah. You have to look at lights and stuff to try and bring it back. I think it's just the entire time screen. <laughs> oh, I've not sneezed. I think I think that would get annoying. But that said, can you imagine if you were imagine if you're announcing your wedding vows and you I take you I, Dominic Rob, take you, the wife, to be my wife. <laughs> and um I, I so I think that would be quite quite bad. I so I think people would rather I think they'd rather be on the cusp of sneezing instead of having the hiccups. Well done, correct, congratulations. I think we're nearly at the end now. So, would you rather... Uh, why does that one keep vanishing? There we go. This is your last one, okay? So, would you rather have chopsticks for hands or office chair wheels for feet? And by um, the way, this well, is a... This is a, this is this chair is attached to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like the idea. So now I've got office chair for feet. Well, you can just sit on your chair, can't you? Yeah. Is it true that your auntie sort of used to actually sit in the kitchen and roll around on the chair? Or not? Yeah, no, that's true. That's because she didn't have a computer, I don't think, or she didn't use one. I think she used Facebook, but I don't. As far as I'm aware, she didn't have a computer. But anyway, so just just because you don't have a computer doesn't mean say you've got to sit on a computer chair and roll around in the kitchen. Old Tyson to add. What do you mean? Well, I said that she used to roll around on the chair in the kitchen. Yeah. You said, yeah, because she's not got a computer. Now, the, t- the two aren't <laughs> events that are dependent on each other. It's not, well, I'll tell you what, his computer broke, so <laughs> I've just, he spent all his time today just rolling around in the kitchen on his chair. Not got anything else to do, has he, poor lad? <laughs> so, would so, you rather have chopsticks for hands or office chair wheels for feet? And, 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 and bear in mind as well, you're good at, but whichever one you choose, you are bloody brilliant at doing as well. You are absolutely like, you don't struggle. You're just getting along with it fine. You like Edward Scissorhands, you're fine. You, you can just... Well, he, to be fair, he doesn't get on with it fine, does he? Because he ends up causing a lot of havoc with his Scissorhands. But anyway, imagine that he's fine. You know what you're doing. You're fine. You're comfortable. Depends what you're doing. I mean, I suspect Edward Scissorhands is not very good at blowing some balloons up and things. So is he? But I would say that... I'd say that people actually like to have office chair wheels for feet because it's like having roller skates on. People like to have roller skates on. Um, so I think... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that. Well done. This one was an overwhelming one. Um, so, eighty-six point eight percent of people said that they would rather have office chair wheels for feet. There you go. That was a bit bizarre, weren't it? Did you enjoy it? Uh, not really. No, particularly when you ask a question about <laughs> who you'd rather have sex with, with in terms of your partner or your mother and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. So, no, it wasn't the most enjoyable. What's wrong That's down to me for bad, bad preparation, so I went back to something that I put in the bin um, a while back. Yeah. But anyway, the people may have enjoyed it. Anyway, so that's all for, for today's uh, episode, our, our successful live episode, which means it's so easy for me because I don't have to do anything after this. It just goes live and people can watch it again if they want to and take part as well. Um, so there you go. You can get yourself in your kitchen and roll around on your chair for a bit if you want. You can do. There's plenty of stuff you can do. Please do get in touch with us. You can write below the video or you can tweet. You can write to us on our Facebook pages or anything at all. Please do get in touch. It's been quite a long episode today, so we'll not keep going on any longer. Um, have a good rest of the evening. And also, we do, we do, we will give. If you do get in touch, we will give you shout outs and things like that each week. And of course, leave a review as well. There is a podcast awards, by the way, Fisher, that we need to put out on our Facebook oh, yeah. page. Yeah. Big shout out to Dom, by the way, um, who, if you remember, came on the Country Podcast 
uh, came on from the con- his country yeah, chat not, with Dom. He came on our podcast. Yeah. He's from the country podcast. Yeah. He came on our podcast. Let's make it clear. Just because he appeared on it once doesn't mean he's got to rename <laughs> our podcast. Uh, he, he's from the uh, yeah the country chat with Dom podcast, but uh, he, he alerted us to the fact that you can do this voting for your favourite podcast, and it's in association with BBC mm. Music or something like that, or BBC Podcasts well, or BBC, BBC Sounds. Sort of podcasting bit, yeah. Yeah, so if you want to uh, do that, then we'll share it from our Facebook page. And also yeah, vote make, sure, for... make sure you vote for our podcast and not Dom's, please. <laughs> or the one that we didn't mention earlier on that we think keep uh, keep keep following our footsteps. But anyway, yeah. I bet I bet they'll be mentioning that, that <laughs> on uh, their podcast next week, won't they? The BBC Podcasting Awards, whatever it's called. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. Thank you very much. See you. Bye.